0: Else? What is it saying? This is a family show. Greetings, Pokepals. You're listening to the non-usual uh, person introing us into the episode. Uh, I am Deadbrook Nerd. And, uh, unfortunately, well, actually, fortunately, this is a fortunately situation. My, uh, my co-host and bot lane brother and best friend, uh, Gibbles and Bits is out, uh, because I guess now he's a, he's a, a, a bot lane father uh him and his wife just had uh their first child we are so happy for them um they're pretty amped and uh, especially i can i feel like safe to report that uh the baby is sleeping well and eating well so everything's going great uh sound off in the discord uh in in praise for, for Gibby and his family um but i am joined thankfully uh by two fantastic uh pokemon uniters who are part of the past prime Apes team that gibby and i play with uh first off uh, we have our our team captain slash um you know high king of the uh of, of the Primeapes, the the annihilate so to speak we have curry returning to the show welcome curry great to be back always a pleasure uh we are happy to have you. We also uh have our top laner extraordinaire um uh who who moonlighted a little bit on hoopa and our our last league and I learned a thing or two uh watching it We have onion onion welcome back to the show thank you thank you. I'm happy to be back um we are gonna go ahead and uh, uh we've got a lot of things in the docket um but uh this this will probably be a slightly shorter episode um some of you guys may be wondering um, where our review of Blaziken is. Well, considering Gibby hasn't been playing a lot, and considering uh, uh, Curry never lets me play carries, uh, <laughs> I haven't played Blaziken at all. So I did uh, bring in two of our of our team's carry players to give us sort of the the rundown on Blaziken. You know uh, where it sits in the uh, in the meta uh, and all that. We also are going to be talking a little bit about the uh, past Prime Apes, like current um, competitive play. So we're in two different leagues right now. They've just sort of started up over the last couple of weeks. How are those uh, going? And then we're going to be looking at some uh, recently released um, player metrics. So how is Pokemon Unite doing uh, as a whole? Uh, and that's kind of what we're going to be going to be talking about today. Uh, but before we do, I just kind of want to chat with, uh, with my guests here a little bit. How are we doing? Specifically, how are we feeling about the state of Unite? What's fun? What's not fun? I think we can probably agree on a couple things. Um, and what are you really enjoying playing right now? Uh, Curry, why don't you why don't you lead us in here? Uh, how's your Unite experience?
1: Uh, first thing I have to say is Nerf too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I know we have some other folks in the community who would stand by that statement as well. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I think that the games that don't have Mewtwo in them are actually pretty enjoyable. The new items have been fun to play with. New characters are always fun to experience and see how they perform in the meta. But the big thing is that there is still a stupid purple humanoid cat thing wandering around blasting everything <laughs> with its bazooka hands.
0: Yeah, boy, so that's howdy. Kind of,
1: that's kind of unfortunate. But I also it, need it, to circle <laughs> back and say it is not it is not my fault that you don't play carries. You just... Have this opinion where you only want to play certain oh, it- things, and we're not going to put Charizard as a defender. Come it's on, not, it's not let me play happen. Char.
0: Let me play Char. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, you're right. It's my <laughs> own fault uh, for not playing Carry. Uh, maybe if they made some of these Pokemon cheaper, I would I would boost my uh, my Carry pool. But uh, no, actually, that's a great point. Uh, maybe we can squeeze in a little discussion on the cursed items because uh, Gibby and I previewed them, but we didn't actually. Uh, have a chance to kind of go through the impact it's had. And I, I don't know if I'm completely like 100% figured out how I feel about them uh, so far. But um, Onion, how is your Unite experience going? What are you enjoying right now? Uh, what are you not enjoying? Uh, what what mods are you playing a lot?
2: Um, So uh, my opinion is pretty close to Curry's as to how everything is going. I mean, Mewtwo is obviously very strong but i I think it's more of a problem with the release or not the release cadence, but the um the patch cadence that we see with Unite, where we're on the same patch for a month to a month and a half, and it's clear that a Pokemon is way too broken has a eighty percent win rate bias and like the top ten k players, and then it's just not getting patched at all um as for Pokemon, I enjoy. I've kind of been cooking on the Sylveon lately. I think yeah, it's really you good. Have.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so for, for reference, um, we've we've uh we've we've queued up that Sylveon in our competitive games, and that was all, you know, you bringing that back in. Back in back way back in the day, we played it a little bit in the bot lane, but you've been playing it in the top lane. Can you just like share a little bit of that dynamic uh for the listeners? Like what is that like in top lane?
2: Sure, so the theory behind it is that you're obviously getting your evolution at level 4. And you always want to go hyper-voice. Um, you can split red buff with your jungle. It's going to make lane easier, but it's not necessary. But the key is, you're synergizing with your special attackers and lowering that special defense. So, Pokemon are getting shredded way faster. It's great for tank shredding, getting a carry down... like. It just works so well, and it still has that mobility and survivability that you want in a top laner.
0: And when you're up there on that top lane, Sylvie, since we're, we're basically doing a, a free, a free uh, tech here for the listeners, uh, cue, cue this up in your solo queue games. Uh, what item sets are you running right now? Are you, um, you know, all in on the, the shred? Like, Are you on spoon? Are you messing with the cursed? Um, you know, what, what's the setup you're liking?
2: Uh, right now, I'm doing choice specs spoon and then the third option the, the third item is option you can either go cursed pot or you can go focused depending on you know the team comp in in the solo queue it would be cursed more often than not i think
0: though gotcha yeah i i've been liking cursed on most well no okay not most but several of the defenders um i've been playing obviously with some of that aoe stuff and and that maybe maybe we can sort of segue this into a quick discussion on the cursed items. Um, You know, let's, let's go back to Curry. Like as far as um, sort of team compositions, what do you think the impact on these cursed items are? I know there's a lot of expectations, like our support's going to be dead. Like our tank's going to be non-existent, like um, or, or get, you know, get shredded way faster, which I think we've seen that happen once or twice. What is your sort of interpretation on, you know, how teams should be looking at cursed items.
1: Um, I think the big thing, and this kind of goes back to the last time that I was on the show with you guys, in that when we saw at Worlds that Double Defender was basically at the top of the food chain, and you'd have, you know, a Blastoise plus a Bot Defender plus a Clefable, and now you have a means to mitigate that to an extent. You're not necessarily just going to fold because they managed to get that in draft. So it kind of changes draft priority a little bit. I think the more interesting thing and the thing that people underestimated when those items came in was the impact on heal reduction as far as defending pads is concerned. And then even in early lane, if people aren't necessarily monitoring how long that debuff is on them, they may go snag a berry from behind their pad before that cooldown period has elapsed and you end up in a situation where you're really not much better off and now you're down a resource. So it's something where people are just having to slowly learn and adjust and I think as we all know a lot of times especially in a solo trio solo to trio scenario people don't adjust very quickly and you'll will uh kind of have to see how it plays out as it continues to evolve but I think that it's neat that there's been this nice infusion of a way to counteract what was one of the top team comp orientations as well as just providing some variety in solo queue so you don't see Things come in. I mean, I know we've all seen clips of something like a Gudra or a Lapras just one v four, one v five, sitting in a team and living for a minute or or longer. And that's really just not going to be the case anymore. But if as long as that item is in play,
0: who who do we think uh, are the Mons that are most affected um, by this, and the ones that maybe are um, sort of don't mind it so much, um, and what are the Mons that? Uh, Y'all have been seeing like the most successful implementation of the cursed items on. i just that's a toss up for for either of you.
2: Sure. So I think the months that are most hurt by it are going to be your low mobility months. So in a lot of cases, that's actually going to be your tinks. Like like uh, Curry was saying earlier, the Gudra being able to go in in one v four. I mean, when we were five stacking even last night, and there were some Gudras. We were able to take it down so quickly when before it was a raid boss if it was stacked and had focused and had passive and had ulti. Now it's gone in like ten fifteen seconds. Um, as for which mons like it the most, um, lots of mons with AOE. We brought up Sylveon, Pikachu. Um, I think Water Bear might like it too. So like even Melee... Melee, I think Melee Mons are actually being underrated with uh, Cursed Spangle.
1: That's an interesting thought. I hadn't actually considered and haven't really tried putting it on an item slot for Urshifu, but I know Waterbearer in particular has kind of a flex slot in its item setup, so I think that's something that's worth exploring. I know another thing that some people have floated, and this goes back to the note you made about AoE Onion, with um, something like trying to bring back Cursed Trevenant as an example, in being able to play an offensive Trevin top lane. I mean, I know Woodhammer is more than likely still the better option just because that CC is so strong, especially getting two instances of it and with how big that AOE is. But I think that having still a soft CC coupled with team-wide, uh, basically a mobile Delfox ult is what it turns into. Mm-hmm. Not quite as severe, but it's still somewhat impactful. And I think that has some play to it. But the big thing is, in a lot of instances, the curse essence or special attackers just throwing out you know a9 blizzards or pikachu thunders just something being able to do it and a lot of times they're able to do it from range so they can do it more safely and kind of soften things up for the front line to really just tear through something
0: yeah i I definitely have been noticing that as a you know as a tank player um i i've been struggling to live uh as long uh and have been forced to sort of take a little bit of less risks um you know on the front line like being a little bit more cautious like scouting for vision uh if i'm worried that there's you know more than a couple people there because of that cursed item i might not make it back to my healer in time um i i will say uh i'm interested to hear the verdicts though like long-term health of the metagame is this is this a good um addition has it been handled well um, any tweaks you feel need to be made to it, or, or is this largely like a, you know, I think we'd been asking for some anti-heal since Fox was the only thing, um, that could do it. I know initially a lot of players, especially on the, you know, support and tank side of things were found themselves frustrated as they were forced to adapt. But do we think this is a, this was a good, a good decision, a good release?
1: I mean, I would say yes. I think, like you said, it's something that's kind of sorely needed. Anti-healing is present in basically every MOBA that's ever existed. And it kind of goes in and out of the meta depending on what is and what isn't strong. So I think that worst case, I mean, and I know we haven't really seen a ton of item balance outside of the long past score shield and buddy barrier changes. Mm -hmm. But it's something that if it was ever a major problem, they could always adjust the knob a little bit.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, let's sort of pivot here into our first main topic. Thanks for the, the, uh, unscripted, uh, unplanned discussion there. But, um, it occurred to me, we hadn't really talked about that yet. Um, so let's talk Blaziken. So Blaziken's been out for a little bit now. Um, it is a, uh, it was a pretty, you know, long anticipated release. Very, very unique hit. The Unite move being able to shift between two different forms. We've done a full preview of, you know, what is going to be in it. Um, and by now, most of our listeners will have at least experienced it, if not played it themselves. But I'm curious to hear um, a couple things. And and I know Onion has uh, played a decent amount of it. Um, and so I, let's start with Onion. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? Um, let's start there. Like, obviously, there's a lot of flexibility in the kit. Um, but when it comes to, like, the macro of, like, objectives or pushing goals or seeking kills? Like, what is it great at, and where is it struggling?
2: Okay, so I just want to make it clear. I don't have that many games on a Bladesikin because of the weaknesses. Ah, uh, I was, okay. I was one of those people who was very excited for the the little fire chicken, mm-hmm. but um, it has some issues. And in, so in a vacuum, it's actually balanced. It has a role in diving backlines, getting damage off, and then just dying. The problem is, we as a player base have come to this expectation that every single Mon that gets released is going to be broken. It, because it has to be into the current meta of, you know, Mewtwo, Sashin, Konfei, Inteleon, etc., etc. I I think if we go back three or four patches and we release Blizziken, you you maybe have a higher pick rate and a higher win rate. Um, that being said, I think it's a very high skill ceiling. I don't think that um people have even scratched the surface of what it can do, but I think people are going to struggle to learn while we're suffering into you know eighty percent Me Mewtwo win rate.
0: Yeah, you know, um Blaziken is not and I say this um from my admittedly limited, you know, solo and duo queuing experience, but I have run into it a few times now and it has felt um like not a problem. Um and I say that I suppose from the defender position where compared to things like Mewtwo, um, I'm so used to uh just getting melted that when I don't get melted by something in the first couple se- or even something like Leafeon, right? Like when I don't get melted by something uh in the first couple seconds, uh I start to go, Well, this really isn't this really isn't that that strong. This really isn't that big of a deal. But by like comparison, I mean where does it land in the pool of all rounders? Because I think if we look at like a lot of the traditional style, all rounders, right. Things like Machamp and Zarina, um, they're struggling right now too. Is that, is that a, the all rounder role has been power crept. Is that a, um, it's, they're just getting outranged by Mewtwo. And as soon as Mewtwo is not a problem, they'll sneak back in because I've been thinking about how, like even in competitive play with Mewtwo being, you know, banned in most, competitive formats right you still don't see things like zarina and you know and machamp and the only real all-rounders you see are the ones that are really more closer to speedsters right like the water bears and the Zashians, which they're they're like borderline assassins even though they're technically all-rounders in the coding of the game
1: yeah i'm i think that that's a good observation honestly and it's it's pretty on point and i think that Blaziken as a whole just has a problem sticking to things. It and it really wants to sit in for a more prolonged fight. I mean, you want to if you can get a jump on somebody with an overheat or a blaze kick, like whatever way you want to start that combo. It it's great, and you can blow up a squishy character, but it definitely has a lower threshold for a lower upper threshold of damage than some of the more powerful characters. And at the same time, I mean, in a a lot of ways, what I've likened it to is that it is a, depending on which side of the moveset you're looking at, a weaker version of either Water Bear or Dark Bear. And then the kind of advantage that it has is that you're jamming both of those kits into a single character and being able to flip-flop between the two of them every five seconds. So you end up in a position where you're kind of that jack of all trades, but the specialist in that position is always going to be better than you. And then you see something like Serena where it's actually had a slight uptick, even though the, I'm actually not sure as of right now, if the buffs properly went through, I know that there was an issue where they said they, they were happening, but they didn't actually happen or not to the degree that they were supposed to, but regardless, there was kind of a placebo effect and Serena's win rate went up after that patch, regardless of how those were implemented um but it's still i mean it's hard to gauge anything based off of solo q and rates when all of these things that try to dive in on a mewtwo the and then its duo partner just safeguards it or blissey ults it and then it future sites them away from it and all of a sudden you're just dead there's nothing you can really do about it so i think that some of the i mean a lot of their win rates of these types of characters would be higher if we didn't have that monster in the room but like you said they're not also not translating to the competitive side of things where that Mon pool is honestly it's kind of stagnant at the moment, and I think could see some shakeups, but we would have to have a patch for that to happen, in my opinion.
0: Onion, I'm I'm interested on your perspective of the all rounders and the competitive side of things, right? Where, like I mentioned, I mean, really, it's just Zashin and Urshi, and then by default, most people just go straight to the speedsters. Um, like what what would need to happen? Is it is it just that the individual Pokemon like Serena and Machamp are underwhelming, or is it a is there a larger context that is limiting that sort of brawly style character?
2: Um, I think it's more so people people are stuck on certain mons and other positions as well. I think top lane could be the most open. But the fact is, there's only like three to four bot lane attackers. There's a couple of junglers that we like. There's two tanks because the other two are banned. Like 99% of the time. And because of that, you have to develop your win condition. And yeah, I could run Azu. But at the end of the day, even it having a great early game, like, what does it add to my win condition? And. The answer is it falls off in Ray when we don't really want it to. It doesn't have the the chase that we would want it to outside of its ult. Machamp is the same way, like yeah, I could run it. It has that strength of a really good ultimate. But if the enemy is running dog, I'm not gonna be Machamp for a solid five minutes. And, and so it's not those Pokemon not being good, because they are you know decently balanced maybe a little bit weak it's they're not adding enough to my chances of winning to actually play them
0: i think that's a great point i mean admittedly like just like back in the day of the you know season one lucario where lucario just boxes anything else out of the top lane seems like we're seeing that just with Zashin now which may- maybe that's the biggest like contributing factor right um so I do want to just quickly put a, a, put a, a nice shiny bow on the Blaziken discussion. Um, you know, what do we think are the, uh, if somebody's like, I love the fire chicken, I, I'm going to play it no matter what, but I need some guidance, right? Like, how do I get the most out of this character? What items should I be running? How should I be, like, rotating? Should I be fighting early? Should I be farming? Like, any, any sort of thoughts on, uh, on that from from either of you?
1: I would say one of the advantages of Blaziken is that you can operate out of the jungle or out of lane. Um, Another big advantage is obviously that you have your access to your full moveset at level 7 and you get the option to... Well, actually, you don't. I'm sorry, I misspoke. You have access to your full moveset at level 8 when you get the ability to use your ultimate and swap between moves. Um, I think currently one of the most successful solo queue builds, at least, is running Muscle Band and then double stacking with Cookie and Attack Weight. You could also, if you want to do more damage, swap that cookie out for a Razor Claw, or you could even potentially try out the Curse Bangle if you're trying to dive pads and kind of be in the face of the enemy team and be aggressive with it. Um, the big thing you need to be watching out for is that you are not quite as sturdy. Like, I mean, I keep comparing this to Urshifu, but you are not quite as sturdy as a water bear when you're trying to dive into that back line because your passive does not heal you as much or as frequently as water bears passive does. So you just need to be wary of going too deep, but not, I don't know. It's something it's kind of, you have to balance it. You And finding that line or that limit is something that just comes with experience. But I think that, you know, it has the potential to do it and is much more capable when it's playing into squishier, less mobile characters. Something like a Gardevoir would be much easier to chase down than, say, an A9 that's going to push you away, or a Mewtwo that's going to push you away, or an Inteleon that's going to Grappling Hook or Acrobatics away from you. Um, You can also use Bushes to your advantage very well to try to catch somebody with either Blaze Kick or Overheat. So just making sure that you're on the right moveset at the beginning of a fight is also very important
0: onion any final thoughts on uh, on blaze again before we move on to the next topic
2: i mean i think curry summed it up perfectly like just being careful being aware of which moves that you're on and how you position is the key
0: yeah um I- i'll say just for my own uh sake one of the benefits of playing an all-rounder like that which we don't see super often outside of Zashin, is it does rip objectives like relatively fast it may not have the strongest secure although the um was it the charging is it the blaze kick that you charge up um uh, or it's overheat overheat um yeah. it's a solid secure but you know um all of the mages and speedsters that are more cooldown based they can't like actually tear those objectives down uh quite as quickly as something like uh like you know zarina or blaziken so i think that that has been the sort of thing that. It reminded me why all rounders used to be really, really, really solid. Things like Dragonite, they just rip those objectives, kind of like the the right clicking attackers as well. So, um, that's our wrap on uh, on Blaziken. Hopefully, you all have been enjoying it, uh, and hopefully, we will maybe maybe see maybe see a couple buffs to the Fire Chicken. I wouldn't mind that. I, I was I was a little disappointed to hear that it, that it wasn't um you know succeeding in this meta, but maybe maybe uh first. Start with the Mewtwo nerfs uh, and see where we go from there. All right, let's move on. Uh, So we have uh, been playing some competitive, and uh, I I bring in uh, the two most competitive uh, players on our past Prime Apes roster to tell us how have these competitive uh, games been going. So obviously, we did preview to the audience um, that we would be participating in the Pokemon Unite Challengers League, uh, which we are now heading into week four week 4 is going to be this weekend. Um and uh, we've had 3 weeks so far. Uh, mixed results. <laughs> I would I would say um uh, 4 weeks actually. I'm sorry. We've played we've played 4 weeks and we're going into our 5th week. Uh mixed results so far. Uh we've learned a lot as a team. Uh but I I'm you know, I would love to just sort of get, you know, some overall impressions. I'm not into the fluffy stuff, right? So I, you know, feel free to to compliment the uh the the PUCL and the admins and all that stuff all you want but I, let's get into the meat of it like how has our team been doing what do we need to do better to start winning more let's, let's just let's just jump right into that
2: sure so i mean a couple of weeks we haven't had our full roster uh justin being out of town for a wedding and then gibby having a child i mean congrats to gibby
0: but oof. yeah you know, you couldn't have just held out another four months. Come on. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> it's okay. We're yeah. allowed to roast him on his own podcast. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how biology works, by the way. <laughs> I'll bring it up. I'm, I'm going to have to bring this up with his wife in the next performance review. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. So <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we
2: had an identity the first week and that was clear. And then we kind of lost that identity in the following two weeks. We we were kind of struggling to figure out what to do. You could see that like with the Talon pick against um Type Whooper in week 2. Don't recommend going to watch those games. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> um and then just some some odd picks, some a lack of communication. And so going into game week four, even with the sub well no, we had... did we have Gibby? Yeah, Gibby
0: Gibby got his permission slip signed, uh, and was able to uh to to play with us. Uh he didn't practice that week, which, you know, um fortunately Gibby, a uh a perfect professional, was ready to go. Uh but uh but yeah, we had a lot of I don't think we played with the same group at all throughout the week um at any point but we did have our starting five um last week against Kimiko
2: Yeah and and then so like the only games that we've won in this league have been with the starting five which is important to note so i, I think that's been a large factor of the P- PUCL experience so far Curry what do you think
1: uh we definitely dropped the ball like right before We broke the threshold of being in the end zone in two of our games against both of those being against type whooper, where we just lost some very, very unfortunate ray flips despite being ahead the entire game. Um, So I definitely don't think that our current record in that league is indicative of our performance so far against illusion. It was just kind of a mess. And I think that as a team, they were more cohesive that week. So, you know, props to them. Um, but I think that we really, you know, kind of regrouped, came back together last last week and got the job done against Kimiko. Um, we still have some stuff to work on. I know I personally have been doing a lot of decision making when it comes to our drafting. And I think that that's something that I'm still working on and trying to improve day by day or, you know, session by session and it's been kind of a work in progress, but I think that we're getting there. We're moving in a positive direction. Um, I think a big benefit for us as a team has been the fact that we are no longer using ladder as our primary means of practice. Yeah, We've been able to you know, successfully schedule scrims sessions for most of our practice times. Um, and then, as you mentioned, DBM, we are now filling in some of our time in the week with participating in another league known as the Weakness League, hosted by, shoot, he's got like six names on Discord, I don't know which <laughs> one's his real name,
2: um,
1: but I think one of them is Zeno. Mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with that for now, but he um, put together a team, or not a team, well actually I believe he also has a team in the league, but put together a league consisting of 10 teams, and it's kind of a less organized, less focused league than the PUCL, where all of the games in PUCL take place on Saturday and Sunday. The Weakness League is more of, you know, here's who you're playing this week, work it out yourselves when you're going to play, and we want to record or stream your game if at all possible, so let an admin know. So it's a little bit looser. Uh, We ended up playing against Create Chaos this past week and came out of that one with a 2-1 despite not playing with our starting five. And even then, I think that the first game in that series was also a bit of a fluke in terms of us not winning personally, and it was just kind of a really messy end game. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how it goes sometimes. And being able to play a clean end game is very important and something that is always worth practicing and improving on. Um, I think that we have pretty good chance in this league to, you know, honestly, I mean, not trying to sound cocky, but I think we have a good chance of winning the league. There mm-hmm. may be one or two other teams that can give us a hard time, but I think that we're well positioned there. And honestly, I would say that I think the PUCL is probably a bit higher in terms of compet- competition yeah i don't know if you guys feel any differently about that though
0: no i, I would definitely agree you know um looking at our last uh, few weeks at uh in the pucl specifically because you know we only just started the weakness league we have our second match this week but we're f- now four weeks deep into um pucl and um i do want to i do want to say we we beat the first team so hard that they quit the league um (laughs) so we could just brag about that real fast um which admittedly then they were replaced by a extremely good team uh so a little bit of a of an asterisk on our record against us there um so um but i would say that's a competitive advantage we gave ourselves since we beat them so hard that they quit uh (laughs) so that's uh that's uh gonna be interesting when it comes back around and we play uh not Tetrex now squishy squad um you know but i'll say as for PUCL like like truthfully i think and i believe that we can take a game off of any of the teams in there but if i was going to rank you know us somewhere you know in that that 10 team league, I, you know, right now I, I just to be in all fairness to the great performances and stuff that people, like, I think we're somewhere in the middle. Like, I think we have the potential to, you know, uh, over and to improve and to, you know, um, strike out at the, the, you know, the top couple teams, but, uh, you know, then again, um, you know, we have to prove it. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm the PCL gets me so fired up uh y'all know i get (laughs) i get pretty intense sometimes uh so uh you know i i think it's really ironic that the um and mostly i guess it's because of our our podcast reputation where gibby and i are much more you know gregarious right and just uh uh, goofballs. But you know, I think I think we have this reputation. I think I personally have this reputation with like the admins and stuff like oh, you know, they're such nice guys. Like oh, you know, we love we love the past prime apes. They're they're so they're so friendly and so accommodating and so uh, you know, easy to work with. And I think easy to work with is probably fair. <laughs> you know, if they heard it's our comms sometimes. Yeah, if they heard our comms sometimes, I, I think I think they would be like, "Damn, DBA needs to chill." <laughs> you know it's 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 uh curry is is for the listeners like the most stable <laughs> stable personality of the entire group everybody's got their highs and lows but curry just solid solid line across the uh, uh across never gets too high never gets too low that's what you need in a leader I just kind of want to talk about the, uh, this sort of the team dynamic um, going forward. Right. And I'm curious what you all think are our biggest strengths and maybe our, you know, areas for improvement Um, because, you know, I don't really, I don't really mind if, uh, you know, if people hear this, because at the end of the day, like we're always improving, we're always working on things, but like maybe Curry, you know, as far as it goes for um us as individual players but also maybe as a team like what would you what do you view as like our strengths and weaknesses maybe this will give uh maybe this will give the casters some fodder to to talk about us some outside of just being nice guys you know
1: <laughs> um, i'd say that a big strength and it's also kind of in a way a big weakness is like you mentioned we've had four of the same players for the longest time and in some ways i think that we were almost holding ourselves back because it was, I know for me personally, I got to a point where I wasn't sure if, or not if, but I wasn't necessarily sure of what I needed to do personally, or we needed to do as a group to improve. So I know that we had kind of a big training session, level up, you know, Rocky training montage that happened over the end of the summer once Onion joined up with us. And I think that we have improved dramatically since that happened. Um, but as far as strengths, I think that the big thing is that we don't have anybody whose ego is so big that they think that they are the team or they need to be the focus of the team and that they're just going to throw a fit until they get their way every single time. And we also kind of, as a group, I don't think that we would let that happen. I also think that it's nice that everyone on our team has some semblance of a competitive drive. So everyone is willing to put time in, put effort in, and take the game seriously. Um, Weaknesses, personally, I know I'm bad at drafting. So the fact that I'm drafting for our team is not a good thing. But like I said, I'm working on it. Another weakness is that we sometimes try to play things that we shouldn't necessarily play. Um, Like the talent flame that we mentioned earlier that Onion said should not be mentioned again in the future. But you know, I think as a whole. I mean, I I know personally up until probably the last week, I was the worst watered gun, intellion user in the world, and I couldn't secure a piece no of time to save my life with it. So, you know, the fact that <laughs> the fact that that is the fact that that is no longer the case speaks volumes to how quickly we can improve.
0: <laughs> no, that that's definitely a fair point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it over to Onion with the extra sort of um, comment that our rocky training montage was in my opinion only really possible because onion joined the team and this this is just truly truthfully like coming coming from the heart here right like curry and i were sort of in a in a stagnant spot as like team sort of leaders where we we didn't really know what to do to you know pl- we i feel like we had plateaued as individual players uh across the team and also we're sort of becoming stagnant in terms of our macro plays and onion coming in with a very different sort of competitive experience the the boons of everyone playing together is the camaraderie and the patience you know and the humility uh the the downsides can sometimes be the getting stagnant or you know um just taking certain people's weaknesses for granted instead of and trying to play around it, instead of trying to improve them or mix things up. Um, and onion came in with all these new ideas, all these new ways of doing things, a lot of knowledge that filled in some of the gaps that I think admittedly our team had. Um, and we've been able to, you know, make a lot of changes to our play style and actually add additional play styles instead of being a little bit more of a one dimensional team onion, you know, uh, newest member, also the the only <laughs> member that's not like thirty, uh <laughs> talk to us about uh about this moment and you can you can you can rip into us since since uh Curry threw you under the bus for the talent. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> boy revenge is sweet. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, first of all, I'll say you guys keep talking about like how you were plateaued and stuff like that. I don't think that's necessarily true. So the way that I got involved with this team was through Curry because I was trying to come up with a team for UCS named Red and Washed. Curry tried out. I took Curry, kind of poached him from past primates for a little bit there. And I remember one time we did scrim, y'all. Curry was like, I have a team that might want to scrim. It's going to be good practice. If nothing else, it'll be a confidence boost. And we needed that at the time. And so I get in. I was playing tank at the time, so I'm matching up with uh, DBN. And I'm like, holy crap! These guys are actually so bad. It was it was a it wash. was
0: embarrassing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we got Rotom washed. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys got Rotom washed. And then so Curry's like, I have a team. It, this summer, he's like, I have a team. We're looking for another member. Are you interested? And I'm like, I'll try out. I'm not sure how I feel about actually doing competitive anymore or anything like that. And so I, I load into the lobby. I'm like, oh, it's deadbroke nerd. Oh, it's it's these oh guys no. again. I, I'm about to lose so much ELO. And we had a good session. Like The improvement from when we scrimmed you with Curry to when I started playing as support with past Primates is night and day. Had you guys been where you were back when I was Rotomwashed, I would not have played with you.
0: Yeah, I mean the I, I will say, you know, um there there's definitely a lot that sort of got figured out from you know the beginning of PUCL season one to you know the end of PUCL season uh one, which I mean that was I think the span where Curry was um, you know, playing with Rotomwashed was like early um PUCL. Maybe mid PUCL. Yeah. No, it, um, it
1: was it was probably weeks Somewhere between like three, three and seven, three and eight, something mm-hmm. like that, where I was trying to <clears throat> balance playing both teams. And that was purely because we had decided as a team with past Primus that we weren't going to be able to do UCS season two. And it was yeah. something that I as an individual was still interested in competing in. So, I, you know, I ended up on a different team. I mean, well, two teams temporarily, (laughs) and, um, I do think that I, as an individual learned a lot from that experience and was able to kind of bring it back and translate it back into our team to help with not only myself, since I was playing top lane at the time. Um, but having that experience and learning a bit on a micro scale for myself, but also being able to bring some more macro knowledge back and try to level up the team as a group.
0: Yeah. Well let's uh let's quickly go around and again part of this segment um you know Remus uh if you're listening uh you know uh we love that you guys think we're nice but this segment is here so that you guys uh can talk about us uh in in a different way uh and and here's we're fueling your uh, we're fueling your content uh so that uh you can kind of get to know us a little bit better so you know onion newest player <laughs> I want you uh to go through each of uh the players in the team, you know, so uh, Curry, Justin, Gibby, and myself, and list your, your favorite thing about us as either players or teammates, and then Curry and I will do the same for you, and then we'll wrap this segment up. Because we're we're gonna after we've roasted ourselves, right, for picking Talonflame and getting Rotom Washed. <laughs> we're gonna build the confidence back up and we're gonna also, you know, um I can do a little player profile almost. So let let's do that. Um Onion, uh honest impressions. Don't say anything you don't mean. Uh let's let's talk about Justin, the, the carry, the only one that the casters see. <laughs> Uh, yeah. gosh. before
1: onion before onion starts i do need to make a, a note here for remus if he's listening that justin <laughs> is not the only player on the team but it's we, an incredible
0: alt from justinian he has the are only not, incredible ults uh, you stole he my also, joke
1: he also has he has incredible solar beams that do not hit rayquaza as well
0: oh uh, no now justin's catching strays <laughs> But oh, we love man. Justin, and we, we are did. glad
1: he is on the team. Thank and we God. will make sure that his solar beams are directed <laughs> in the right place
0: next time. But he killed he killed the Shandy, though. But he killed the True. Shandy, he just didn't kill True. the Ray. Um, I mean, go, go, go ahead. Alright, uh,
2: Justin is always willing to pick up another Mon. He has to swap a lot between playing Melee, Leafeon, Zacian, Z- Sashian is not an evolution. Might but... as well
0: be. They're all dog-like Zacian. creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then swapping to you know Shandy Del Fox, um, Gardevoir, he has that flexibility that's really hard to to um, keep up. Like I know Curry switched from top to bot, but now he's playing almost exclusively mages, and, and it's a difference in men- mentality. And to be able to do that is really impressive, and takes a special type of player. Um, going on to Gibby, Gibby has moved from bot attack to I think top lane for a short amount of time to support. He's willing to do whatever is necessary. Um, he's always chill, like he keeps the vibe up, which is sorely needed sometimes.
0: <laughs> like I said, it's but it's yin and yang with me and Gibby. <laughs>
2: And then, yeah, I mean, he's just a great person to be around. Um, for you, Debian, the improvement in communication has been huge. Like, when I first was playing with y'all, you were really quiet. You would, like, do engages and uh, not call them out. And then you're like, why is no one following up? And now you're calling out before you go in. Your your play has improved so much, and I I trust you as a tank player and as a person as well. As for Curry, you you really undersell how well you draft. We've had some cracked drafts, and that's on you, not on anyone else. And you have fifteen seconds per pick, thinking that fast into a, in a cohesive way, communicating it so that you know we have time. Unless I can't find a nine for some reason. Um, it, it's a it's another skill that's really impressive. And you switching from top after getting good at Dodrio, uh, it speaks to your t- the mentality you have towards being a team player. And I I think that speaks volumes about you as well.
0: Yeah, quite quite literally, Curry uh just spent the entire first year playing top lane exclusively and like learning Dodrio, doing all the work, in and, and then. Threw it all in the trash can to go and play, uh, Intellion and Evies. Uh, so <laughs> uh, definitely plus winning that, yeah. Um, for for what it's worth, and I again, Remus, if you're listening, I'm not saying you shouldn't look at Justin because he does top the damage all the time. But if you're not spending a lot of your camera time watching Onion pop off in the top lane, you're missing out on some of the best, like, Unite you're going to see from our team. Because as far as, like, flashy play and and stable play at the same time, like, that is what Onion (laughs) brought to the team. Because I remember Curry being like, yeah, I'm going to bring in Onion, you know, uh, we're going to have a new support. (laughs) And after, like... I don't know, what was it, two weeks? I was like, there's no way Onion is staying at support. Onion is going to be a carry now. Like, by far, like, the twitchiest player on our team in terms of, like, reaction time and actually... I mean, you have to remember, we're old. Our reaction time is down the drain. <laughs> we we need some young blood in here to to come in and pop off on Zoroark's and Leveon's. So, um, you know, honestly, that was the easiest... The easiest uh, position swap, I think, of Curry and I's life. Um, Curry, any any final thoughts on the season? Any any statements we want to make? This is your time to start drama. As apparently, we don't we don't start enough drama uh, because we're the nice we're the nice people. We're we're just we're just great. We're just great guys. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I, I, I think I'm going to kind of uphold the nice guy image, and that I'm, right, I'm going to say, right. I think I think that Lara Ladd talks too much trash unnecessarily called out. (laughs) Like he's on his way to being nap number two. Oh, wow. Not a a good thing. So shout outs to nap. I'm not a fan. Um,
0: (laughs) Yes. Drama. Yes. Let's get it.
1: (laughs) But otherwise, I mean, I'm just having a good time. I'm just having a good time. Yeah.
0: Me too. Honestly, uh, I, I love competitive unite as much as I hate it. Sometimes after a loss, Uh, it's, it's, what is the, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Stockholm syndrome. That's competitive unite for me. You know, like I know it, it just keeps bringing me back in. I can't, you know, I can't get away from it. Um, all right, let's move on. We have one final topic. This one should be pretty quick. And I just want to get some thoughts on, uh, the player count of unite and the statistics of 2023, um, big pivot. Right. But I, I'm I don't want to say like I'm shocked, but but I kind of am because with all of the problems in the game lately, it comes out that Unite is doing better than ever. Uh 25 million monthly active users. Uh increased peak concurrent users reaching 1.5 million, right? It hasn't even released in China yet. So I'm I'm struggling to understand, right, some of these statistics. Um, positive trajectory on pretty much all fronts, albeit perhaps uh I'm wondering if this syncs up to our impressions from Twitch viewership, which I know is not the um end all be all of whether a game is successful or not. But I had I had seen, especially before Worlds, sort of a dip just anecdotally in Twitch viewership, but am I way off like w- what's what's going on here the revenue seems to be doing well which that's maybe the only thing i expected after the mewtwo event um what like what uh stats stand out to you and why do we think unite is crushing it when the gaming experience is pretty much universally reviled right now
2: i mean i'll I'll speak first because i actually have to go soon if you don't mind um I'm honestly not sure how much I trust a lot of these statistics. Um, For example, demographics. like Is that self-reported? Is it just going off of the icons that we chose when we first started the match? Um, Twitch viewership, it says average 100k. And I stream on Twitch, so I'm very aware of the average viewership. And average concurrent... Depending on the time of day, it is anywhere from one point one k to three thousand max, and that's if you have like, ender streaming and Chris here is streaming, and um, you know maybe someone coming in from outside of the usual Unite community and they're streaming as well. Um, and then of course, UCS is going to increase viewership for those special tournaments. So I'm I'm not sure exactly where they're pulling numbers from, if their data scraping of this is reported from Timmy themselves. Yeah, so it says Gohost Network Protocol. So I'm, I'm not sure actually what that is. I would need to do more research into it. But I, I feel like the game actually isn't as healthy as these numbers would say.
0: I,
1: I don't disagree with that, but I also think that it is not as bad off as it could be because for as bad of a play experience as Mewtwo has brought in both X and Y, I also think that it existing in the game brought in a pretty large influx of new players that may or may not have stuck around. But if we retained even you know 10 or 20% of those new players, I don't think we have also lost that many people. We may have lost that many hardcore people, but I think that it does not necessarily account for the casual person who plays the game once a week on their phone. Um, that player is probably still existing and they may drop $5 on a battle pass when it pops up because they like Tyranitar or whatever. And I think that the other thing that the game has done very well over the past year is they've marketed UCS much better than they did season one. So I Mm -hmm. think that viewership for worlds in particular was probably way up despite it being in Japan and being in like a, you know, a weird time zone for a majority of the player base. To try to watch and tune into. Um, I mean, you know, we're a little bit removed from that being a bit over a month past it at this point, and it could things could have dropped dramatically since then. Um, but I also don't feel like the times that I've been playing that I queue up into the same person over and over and over again, and I also personally, and for some reason, I seem to be in the minority with this. I don't feel like I get as many bot games as I used to
0: actually that's a great point because i think we've only had one bot game i can only remember one bot game in like the last month or so so that's i'm hmm i hadn't thought about that but that might be a, an indicator um yeah so you Listeners, you can check this out. I'm, I'm think I'm going to link it uh, in the description because I would love to. I'm going to put some questions. If you listen on Spotify, you can answer our polls and questions, and uh, we will call them out every couple episodes. We will, you know, update everyone on the responses that you submit. So obviously, I will link this in the description so that uh, folks can go check it out and uh, and and give me your thoughts on are these stats indicative of the game's success. Health, do we even trust them? Um but we're going to go ahead and wrap up and get out of here. Uh, Curry and Onion, thank you so much uh for joining me in uh in replacement for my uh my missing bot lane brother. Um Onion, real fast, uh you stream? Uh you're on Twitter? Uh where can we find you?
2: Yep. So I stream and I am on X.
0: Oh right, Twix. Twix. That's what I'm I, calling it.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah. So you can find me at Twitch.tv/OnionTTV and Onion Unite on X Twix, whatever, whatever it's called. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me, Debian, and have a great one.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Onion. Uh, really appreciate you being here, uh, Curry. Uh, thank you as well. Now I don't think you're s- streaming anywhere, or are you? Um, I typically only stream our
1: PUCL games and mm. that'll just be at, uh, twitch.tv slash X Curry underscore unite. And then I'm also currently managing our team Twitter, which is just at past prime apes. So go ahead and give us a follow. Oh, yes. If you're interested in any spicy takes we have or updates on the league as they per- come out from the team as a whole.
0: Perfect. And perfect. The,
1: the, the thoughts on the team Twitter are not representative of all of the individuals on the team.
0: That's right. That's Just right. Just to give that disclaimer. They're in, they're uh they're indicative of Curry's thoughts and sometimes mine. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh thank you all so much for listening. Of course, uh be sure to uh join our Discord where you can chat with any of us about all sorts of um, you know, uh, unite stuff uh and comment on the episode and and the discussions uh here in of course, we also have our Patreon. That is for Camp Legend, our larger podcasting network. You can check out our other shows, um, Almost Legends, which is a tabletop RPG podcast. Uh, we are currently playing in the Avatar The Last Airbender universe, so it might be some crossover there if, if, you, uh, if you – dabble in some avatar uh and then of course if you are a uh, card game player or have any interests uh therein we have legends cast which is the first one as part of our uh part of our podcast network uh we've been doing it for a long time and this entire year we've been spending each month reviewing a different digital card game including the pokemon tcg so you can check that out and get our thoughts on that um I think that's going to wrap everything up. Thank you all so much once again for listening. Don't forget to have fun. Show up to Rayquaza and please, please, please ping your lanes. We'll see you next time.